Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me on The Shalene Show. I'm your host, Shalene Johnson, and today we're talking about diet. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I've been getting so many questions lately about diet and hearing from so many of you who are frustrated. Frustrated because you feel like you're doing everything right, you're eating a really healthy, clean diet, you're exercising, and in fact, you've lost some weight, changed your eating habits, and now the scale isn't budging. Like, in fact, many of you have reached out to me and said, I had tremendous success doing this or that, and I've heard people who have said the same things about intermittent fasting or if it fits your macros, following a particular diet program, using containers, whatever it is, I've heard from so many of you that you had success and now you're frustrated because you've hit a plateau and you've reached out to me saying, you know, what can I do? Is it my workouts? Is it my food? And while I would love to tell you it's your workouts, if you're doing your workouts and they're intense and only you can decide that, I mean, just because a workout is labeled as intense doesn't mean that when you do it, you're doing it with intensity, but you know the answer to that question. You know if in fact you are going all out when you're doing your workouts. You know if you could go harder or if you're kind of dogging it and getting through it. So if the answer to that question is yes, I am going all out and I'm getting my workouts in and I'm exercising on a very regular basis and I'm getting proper rest, well then, the obvious thing to look at is your diet. 80% or more of your results come from your diet. And when I say that, it's not just what you're putting in your body as food, right? As nutrition. By that term diet, what I mean is 80% of what you look like is determined by something other than just your exercise. So when we say diet, please know that I'm factoring in your height, your age. And by age, we need to know, are you premenopausal? Are you 20 something? Have you just had a baby? Like hormones really affect your body's ability to process and use calories efficiently. The next thing that affects our diet is of course, sleep. Sleep is like a huge factor when it comes to how your body uses the nutrients you're putting into it. And then get this, you guys, one of the most important factors that so many people overlook, and this is, okay, just put on the brakes if you're driving right now, pull over to the side of the road because this is huge. But one of the biggest factors on what your nutrition, how your nutrition is affecting your results is in fact your body's ability to adapt. Our bodies are a machine. So it is no wonder that it is fighting like crazy to figure out what the heck you're doing. And if you've been restricting your calories and had awesome killer results for six months or a year, or maybe just even three months, and now suddenly you're doing the same thing, but you're not losing weight or worse, you're having even fewer calories and you're like, what the heck? I'm like gaining weight. Or maybe you're not gaining weight, but you can just tell you've got more body fat than you had before. Well, my friend, you're not going crazy. There's not something wrong with you. There's something very right with your body. Our bodies do not like to be tricked. Our body's goal, our body's job, our brain and our neurosystem, they function together so that we don't have to work so hard and so that we can live. 
So when you begin restricting your calories or doing intermittent fasting to the extreme where you're not eating for, you know, blocks of 20 hours, which I seriously have heard from some of you who are really using these crazy small windows to eat your food in and you're getting great results. And then suddenly you're like, okay, what's going on? Well, what's going on is your body is figuring out what's going on and it's saying, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. You've decided not to eat enough calories. No problem. We'll keep you alive by slowing your metabolic rate. So despite your efforts to put muscle in your body and build those nice strong legs and those beautiful arms, despite your best efforts to consume fewer calories and get great results, your body is, it feels like it's working against you, but truthfully, it's just trying to work for you. Your body's just trying to say, hey, listen, we know about how much you should be consuming and you're not consuming enough. So what we're going to do on your behalf is slow your metabolism, you lucky girl. And then that way, you'll be able to stay alive. I know. But that's what happens. If you've ever watched an episode of Naked and Afraid, and I guess there's not very many people who know what this show is, so let me just briefly describe it. It's interesting because it's different from a lot of reality shows. Like where a lot of reality shows, I feel like it's people who are just like desperate for fame. They don't care at what cost or what kind of fool they're going to make of themselves on TV. And they're going to drink the cocktails and let the cameras roll. And like, let's be famous. And we're on reality TV. And how much am I getting paid to act a fool like this? Nothing, but I'll be famous. Naked and Afraid is very different from that show. I don't know, but I think the people who go on this show... Like they're a different breed. I don't think they want to be famous. I think they want to see what they can endure because it's the most awful, horrific circumstances you could ever possibly imagine. Literally, it's two strangers dropped off in like the worst part of any place you can imagine, like the middle of the jungle like sweltering heat with bugs and snakes and rattlers and things that could eat you at night and they're butt naked, like nothing. All they have is like a necklace on, which has their microphone in it. And they have to figure out what to eat and how to survive and build shelter and how to be filmed from behind as they're walking away from the camera and like, you know, not care. But these people are different. Like I've noticed it's a different mentality. The people who go in the show, they're like, most of them have been through something like really, really hard, really tough. And you feel like they go on the show to just prove to themselves that they can survive. The show is fascinating to me and I can't stop watching it because from the minute the show starts to the minute the show ends, I'm just screaming like, oh my God, no, no, why, why? Like it's awful. To me, that's what hell looks like. Number one, I don't like to be naked. I don't like seeing other people's naked parts. <laughs> I don't like bugs. I hate being cold and I hate being extremely hot. I like comforts. I would have to get eyelash extensions, permanent eyebrows, and my lips tattooed on before I went on the show. Like it's just all kinds of wrong for me, but I love watching the show. The point of this whole story is number one, to have you at least watch one episode. You get over the fact that they're naked really fast. And you start realizing that they're going to spend 21 days trying to figure out what to eat. And I'm always thinking to myself, well, I guess the flip side of this is they're going to leave this experience really lean, which some of them do, but a lot of them don't. And the ones that don't are the ones who start the show 
and you can tell that they've given some thought to the fact that they're going to be naked. In other words, they're kind of lean already. So they've probably already slowed their metabolisms. And then they get on the show and you think they're just going to drop massive pounds and they don't. I mean, I watched one show where the woman went the full 21 days and she lost four pounds. I would like choke someone out. If I go 21 days without eating food and I've lost four pounds, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to go from being on Naked and Afraid to that prison show called 60 Days In. Like I'd be so furious. I would pick up the scale and throw it at somebody. Anyways, my point is because they're in this extreme environment where there is no food, they will literally eat like a bug and a nut for 21 days. I'm not even joking. The body wants to keep them alive. So as long as they're drinking purified water, to some extent, they live even without food because the body says, no problem. We will slow your metabolism. And if we need to, we will use your muscle as fuel. And that's what happens. And that's what's happening to many of you. It's an adaptation of your metabolism. So just as your body will adapt to your workouts, eventually your body goes, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You're running and you're running every day. I see. And so at first you get these crazy results and you burn a ton of calories and then it becomes kind of easy. And then your body gets good at it. And your body's job is to use less energy believe it or not. And that's why I'm always suggesting that you change up your workouts, do something different. Most importantly, do something that you've never done before, that you haven't mastered, that's difficult for you. Because in those situations, you'll burn the most calories. And that's why cross-training, periodization, meaning the changing of your routine every, you know, it depends on the intervals, but two weeks, four weeks, that's really important to continue to give you results. Number one, if you've been doing the same thing over and over and over, as much as I love that you love turbo, as amazing as it is that you only want to do PIO, the truth is you have to change it up or your body will adapt. The same is true of your diet. Your body will adapt. Now, if you're in maintenance mode and you're happy with the weight that you've lost and you've been able to maintain a certain weight for a certain amount of time, you can probably stay on the program that you love and that you enjoy and that doesn't feel restrictive for the rest of your life. That's called a diet. That's not called being on a diet. That's called having a diet. If, however, what you're doing takes concerted effort, it interrupts your lifestyle. You're not able to enjoy the things you once did or go out with people or socialize or just plan your life the way you once were able to because you're eating this very special restrictive diet or a very limited number of hours, etc. And it's starting to affect the things that you enjoy in life. And now you're not getting the same kind of results. Well, then it's just time to change. And especially for those of you who've been restricting calories and adding more exercise. Oh my gosh, I feel your pain. I know what that's like. I've been there. I always say that one of the hardest times for me physically was when I was filming Shalene Extreme. I was probably doing four workouts a day. I was under an enormous amount of stress that I'd placed on myself. I wasn't sleeping, so my cortisol levels were really high. 
And I was like, the scale is not budging. I don't understand. I'm doing this program and I developed it and and had such great results. And so now I'm going through this with a test group of people and I've added on more exercise and I've cut my food back even more. And I just had the opposite effect happen. I just, I couldn't lose weight. My body fat was higher than it had ever been. And it just didn't make sense. I'm like, this just doesn't make sense until I really started to understand how the body likes to adapt our metabolisms. It's just its job to try to keep us alive. So I want you to know, I understand how frustrating that can be, but there is a solution. The solution, however, requires that you have faith and be able to look at the big picture and really understand your body. Because if I were to tell you that to reset your metabolism might mean eating more calories, and right now, let's say, hypothetically speaking, your metabolism has dropped, which I've seen this exact example I'm about to share with you. I've seen this happen, where I had a woman in one of my programs whose dieting habits had been so restrictive for so many years that I think she was like about 135 pounds is what she weighed. And when we tested her resting metabolic rate, by the way, she was very petite, like five foot, maybe, maybe five one and 135 pounds. So she's got some weight to lose, not much, but again, she's really tiny stature. And when we tested her resting metabolic rate, she was under 900 calories. So how do you take someone who weighs 135 pounds and wants to lose body fat? And she needed to lose body fat. I think her body fat was well over 30, 40%. How do we adjust that? Like we can't ask her to eat less, right? She's on a really clean program. So what do you do in that situation? Well, we had to do two things. Number one, it starts with education and helping her to understand that we have to reset your metabolism. We have to get your body to know that it should be burning more calories. And we do that through two methods. So the first, again, step one is kind of understanding the process. Because if you don't understand the process, it's really freaking scary, especially if you've been dieting all your life. So number one, understanding the process, which is what you're doing right now by listening to this podcast. Number two is the actual act of resetting your metabolism. You do that by consuming the amount of calories that someone your height, body weight, and body fat should roughly be consuming minus about five to 10%. That's all. And then adding heavy strength training. Okay. And again, her body, her resting metabolism is way below where it should be. So we're going to increase her calories to almost where they should be for someone for her height, weight, body fat. And at the same time, we're going to start changing her body composition by cutting out her cardio and adding strength training five days a week. Then we replace her restrictive diet where she was having like coffee in the morning, you know, maybe something at lunch, nothing all day, and then something at dinner, like not eating enough calories and certainly not eating the right kind of calories and change her diet so that she was eating five to six times a day, starting with a meal before her workout and making sure all of her meals were well-balanced, starting with protein, right? Like, so typically, I'm gonna give you some specifics. So about four ounces of chicken and maybe a cup of greens and then maybe a half a cup of brown rice. Then that would be a meal. And then her next meal might be four ounces of fish and a ton of vegetables. And then her next meal might be 
another type of lean protein. But see, we're always giving your lean protein and greens and minimal amount of carbohydrates. But the carbs are still in there. They've got to be in there. You know, some fruits and oatmeal in the morning, egg whites, chicken. Now I know some of you may be vegan. So there are plenty of plant-based proteins available to you as well. And then of course, making sure that if she's sick of eating all that protein, then she's got to do protein shakes. And the idea here is helping this person understand that it's a process. So if I'm speaking to you right now, and I've really described what's going on for you, understand that for about two to four weeks of doing this, you may in fact gain a couple of pounds. Stay the course. Because once we can get you to a point, you're no longer gaining weight, right? And you shouldn't gain more than just a couple of pounds. But if you knew that you could get your metabolism back to a place where you're burning almost double what you are right now. So in this woman's case, we were able to double her resting metabolic rate in less than 90 days, double her resting metabolic rate. And so now she's eating so much more food and now she starts to lose weight because then once we get her resting metabolic rate up, once we reset her metabolism, now she can cut back her food a little bit to what she's comfortable eating so it doesn't feel like it's so much. But she's got to stay there and she's got to do the strength training. Fellas, you know this. Ladies, for some reason, this is really hard for us to wrap our heads around. I don't know if it's because, you know, in middle school we were told, if you want to lose weight, you got to do cardio, you got to run, you got to do aerobics. But the thing that changes your metabolic rate is your body composition. And cardio just doesn't change your body composition. It burns calories, which is great. But if you're burning more calories than you're consuming, yes, you will lose weight temporarily. But in the process, you aren't gaining muscle. You're probably losing muscle. And that's what you need to boost your metabolism. So if you're losing weight, because you're not eating enough calories and you're burning more calories, which is great, but just know at a certain point, your body says, hey, we would like to regulate this for you, so we've slowed your metabolism. The way around that is by changing your body composition, lifting. So this is a plan for those of you who are in this predicament. My question to you is, do you have the faith? Do you believe that this will work for you? Do you trust that this is about science? If you don't, I want you to do your own research. There's this really cool website. You got to check it out. It's called Google. (laughs) And I want you to do some research yourself because if you're like me, sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, but I just don't believe it until I read the research. And then I'm like, okay, sufficiently convinced. So do some research and then stay the course. Figure out where your resting metabolic rate should be. How many calories per day is likely to be your baseline? And now you've got to start tracking what have you been consuming on a daily basis. From that, you need to subtract what have you been burning in terms of calories on a daily basis from your workouts, from your regular activity. And how far off are you? And then you need to follow a plan where you're doing something very different from what you're doing right now. Now, if you're eating five meals a day, five or six meals a day, and they're pretty healthy and and you are at a plateau, then maybe what you should do to mix it up is to try some intermittent fasting. My point is our bodies are so smart. They want to figure out what we're doing and adapt. The best way to break your plateau is by doing something different and by learning and truly understanding our bodies, the science, the facts. 
Don't just jump on some fad diet or do a cleanse or, you know, I've got this friend who lost 10 pounds doing that or doing this. That's all exciting and it can be very motivating. Ultimately, we want to do something we can do for life. And I believe that starts with knowledge because once we really understand our bodies, we don't get freaked out when there are changes or we hit a plateau or we gain some weight because then once we understand what it takes, we know how to change or develop a new course of action. By way of update, those of you who follow me on Snapchat, you pretty much know everything that's going on in my life every single moment of every day. I'm really enjoying that app at the moment. But for those of you who don't follow me on Snapchat, I have recently been experimenting with a new diet plan of my own, and I'm really excited about sharing it with you. I will share all the details of it with you if, in fact, this produces the kind of results that I'm hoping that it will. But I have changed up my diet mainly because of exactly what I'm talking about. I did intermittent fasting, kind of a version of it, my own looser version of intermittent fasting. I am just not a fan of doing anything that is so by the rule book or so a definitive that it feels disordered. And that's just my personal opinion. Like people who are like, you know, looking at the clock, it hasn't hit 5 p.m. yet, so they can't eat. Or, you know, it's not yet 11 a.m., it's 10.42 and they won't eat. Like that, to me, that's a problem. <laughs> you're not living life. Or if you wake up and you're absolutely famished and you just refuse food, I just think you're denying your body. So I did my own version of intermittent fasting. I've done that for about a year and a half, almost two years, I guess. And I had really good results. I'm not going to say like astonishing, but good results. And I liked it. I really liked the way I felt not eating until like noon each day, basically, because it just fit with my lifestyle. It I was waking up later, so that made sense. It just fit. Then I noticed after about, I don't know how long of being on it, more than a year, like really starting to plateau. And I noticed I didn't have as much energy in my morning workouts. And I noticed I was really having a tough time making those heavy lifts happen. And again, my weight was like, especially my body fat, my weight hadn't changed, but like, I was like, eh, I'm just not happy with my body fat. Something's going on. So I, of course, started tracking my calories and tracking my metabolic rate. And sure enough, my metabolic rate had slowed, slowed down. I'm like, oh, this is not fun. This is not cute. This is not cute. So I've returned to eating five or six meals a day, starting right away. First thing when I wake up with a meal and then exercising. And then immediately after my workout in the morning, I'll have some form of protein, usually a protein shake and kind of following a very particular diet that I love and look forward to that I could call like, you know, my diet, not being on a diet, but like it's the way I'm eating right now. And I really, really like it. I really enjoy it. It's not restrictive. In fact, it feels like too much food at the moment. So I'm going to report back to you guys on the progress of this as well as the program I'm kind of developing around it. And I'm really excited about sharing it with you and I will do that soon. But I, you know, I'm, it doesn't make sense for me to share it with you until I'm done with the test results. I've got quite a few other people who I have going through this with me and I'm going to share with you all of the results. But the bottom line is this, you know your body and your body knows you and it's going to fight like heck to normalize your metabolism. So keep it guessing and try something new. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The Shalene Show. I love you guys. Thank you for all your suggestions. And most of all, I love it when you tell me 
in social media what episode you've just listened to. So wherever you hang out, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, let me know what episode you've just listened to. Let me know you just listened to this one. And let's use hashtag metabolism mix up. That way I'll know you listen to this episode. All right, guys, as always, I love you to pieces and you are the bomb.com. This episode has been sponsored by courageousconfidenceclub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.